good to see Ty up on stage there before and Sam with him. <laughs> so uh, it's amazing to see uh, the impact that uh, you guys are having on people's lives, not just here but, uh, but beyond. And as Josh was saying in regards to committing our finances to having an impact across not just the city but across the country uh, and not even the country but the globe is just a, a phenomenal thing to be a part of. How good is the church? Hey, Let's give the Lord a hand for that. Not just our church but the church bringing hope and change and encouragement. I want to talk about uh, power to live the Christian life this morning. Uh, Thomas Edward Lawrence, some of you may have heard of him. Thomas Edward Lawrence is commonly known as Lawrence of Arabia. You may have heard that term before. But he became a national hero in England after he helped the Arabs defeat the Turkish forces uh, during World War I. You may have seen the movie, Lawrence of Arabia. Who was Lawrence again? Um, Peter O'Toole, was it? Peter O'Toole, uh, great old movie. Uh, classic. Uh, after <laughs> it was. Uh, after the war, Lawrence accompanied the Arab leaders to Paris for the Versailles uh, Peace Conference, something you may not know. But these men of the desert, the Arabs, had never been outside of Arabia. They'd never been to Europe. And they were amazed at many things when they came over to Europe. But nothing astonished them more than the running water in their hotel rooms. They could simply turn a faucet on and get all the water that they wanted. And as the Arab delegation prepared to leave Paris, Lawrence found them trying to take the bathroom faucets with them <laughs> so that they could have running water anywhere they wanted when they returned to the desert. And Lawrence had to explain to them, but behind the faucet, were huge reservoirs of water and, and a plumbing system. And without those behind the faucet, the faucet was of no use. There was no magic in the faucet in and of itself. It was what was behind the faucet that supplied the water. The faucet could be made of 24 karat gold, but if it's not connected to the water supply, it's of no use. The water came from a source that can't be seen by looking at the faucet. As believers, we're the faucet. And there is a power behind us that is unseen by the human eye, but it's all the resources, the reservoirs of heaven that are available when we're empowered by the Holy Spirit to do what God has enabled and called and positioned us to do. It is the Holy Spirit. Acts 1.8 says this, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. You cannot fulfill your call, your purpose, your destiny in God in your own ability. Just as a faucet removed from the plumbing system, which is connected to a water supply, is of no use in and of itself. But when it's connected, has the ability to release 
what it's connected to. So you and I, as believers, when connected to the Holy Spirit, have the power to release God's power and ability into the world, into circumstances, into situations, into our family, into our workplaces, because there's something behind us that we're connected to that we can bring to the world. Um, So you cannot do it in your own ability, in your own innate ability. This dispensation or this this period in in, uh, God's calendar is called the dispensation of the Holy Spirit. Uh, or the age of the Holy Spirit. And just as Noah released the dove, if you know the story, just as Noah released the dove three times from the ark when they went through those 40 days and nights uh, back in Genesis chapter 8, I think it was. Oh, Genesis. Uh, Yeah, 8. Just as the dove was released, and the dove is a sign of the Holy Spirit, just as the dove was released three times, so there's been three distinct times when the Holy Spirit has been released upon the earth. Firstly, Genesis chapter 1, where the Holy Spirit brooded upon creation, and God spoke, and the Holy Spirit brought it into being. Second, when Jesus was baptized, and the Holy Spirit came down, and it said it came down upon him like a dove. Second, third time when Jesus released the Holy Spirit, he said, when I go, the Holy Spirit shall come. This is the dispensation of the Holy Spirit and everything God calls us to do and to achieve. And the difference he calls us to make is done through the power of the Holy Spirit, which is at work within us. You shall receive power, that anointing, that baptism. And the baptism is not just for our own enjoyment, but it's to make us the person or the people that God needs us and wants us to be to do what he's called us to do. We all have a calling upon our life, individually and corporately, to go into all the world and bring the gospel, the good news about change, about God's plan, purpose, desire for every individual on the planet. Um, So the baptism is not just so that we can... uh, do things in church or whatever, and that's important as well, but it's to take it out, that God wants to get out into the workplaces, and the way he gets out is through you, believe it or not. (laughs) And oftentimes, we put a lot of emphasis on the faucet, don't we? Um, We... That was very professional. (laughs) We get all caught up with the faucet. How old is the faucet? How educated is the faucet? How attractive is the faucet? How eloquent is the faucet? What gender is the faucet? It doesn't matter about the faucet. It matters what the force is connected to. And if you are connected to God and are baptized in His Spirit, it does not matter how old, how young, how educated or uneducated, gender, ethnicity, it makes no difference to God what the faucet looks like. The only thing that the faucet needs to have is it needs to be open. It needs to be open, not turned off, but open to allow God to move through your life, 
to touch the lives of other people. That's what God's looking for. So my question to you today is, are you open? We all say, of course we are. But are you really open to what God wants to do in you and through you to change and touch the lives of those around you? Because that's what God is wanting. If you're in education, God has put you there to bring faith, hope, and love, change and transformation into that particular pillar of our society, education. If you're in the marketplace, God has put you there. Business, marketplace, God has put you there. Do you really believe that? That God has positioned you, put you there, filled you with the Holy Spirit to bring light, transformation, breakthrough, and God's presence into the marketplace. If you're in government, God has put you there to bring His Spirit and His transforming power to bring transformation. And heaven forbid, doesn't the government need transformation? <laughs> Josh is nodding down here. Josh works in government. <laughs> um, media. If you're in media, if you're in arts and entertainment, if you're involved in family life, God has put you there. None of these are more important than any other. And in church, even the church needs the Holy Spirit. If you're in ministry, empowered by the Holy Spirit to bring change and transformation to our society, you shall receive power to make a difference. It's not just for church. It's for out there. And God has called you and appointed you and sent you out and filled you with His Spirit. You have more than you realize that you have to make a difference. Are you open to let God's power move through your life? His anointing flows as we reach out, as we step out as we walk in obedience to the things that He asks and directs us to do in His Word and by His Spirit. So His anointing flows. There's no magic in the faucet. I know we like to take a lot of credit. And yes, you've still got to get an education and you've got to take steps and, and, uh, and, and uh, do certain things to get in position and to and to rise, in, whether it be the corporate ladder or within government or have a family and all those things. Not saying that, that uh, we're completely excluded from the process. But the faucet in and of itself has no ability, no power to do what God wants to do. We have no ability and strength and, and, and power within ourselves to do what God has called us to do. It says in Ephesians 3.20, Now to Him who is able to do immeasurably more. That's a lot. <laughs> That's immeasurably. I don't know how measurable immeasurably is, but probably not measurable. It's probably what it means. <laughs> who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. There is no limit to what God can do in your life, and through your life to bring about His great purpose into our society, into our lives. He's able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to, now here's the, 
is the important part. According to your power. According to your ability. No, it doesn't say that. According to his power. But then it goes on to say, that is at work within us. There's a combination. It's not God just sovereignly, spontaneously going about and doing his will. He wants to work through you and I. He wants us to be filled with his spirit and go out into the world, inspired, encouraged, stepping out in faith with vision to make a difference in the lives of the people that we're engaged with and in the sectors of society in which we're engaged and to bring his faith, hope and love. That is why he's filled us with the Holy Spirit. Um, It is the fuel to take us to where God desires us to go. So how often are we? And oftentimes we think, oh, yeah, well, you know, yeah, I pray. and I pray in tongues. I've been baptized in the Holy Spirit. And I do that in church. But, you know, when I get into into the workplace, well, you know, there's no room for God there or the Holy Spirit, there's not much he can do in this environment or in government or, or in, in, uh, in uh, community services or in uh, you know, any of these particular areas that we're involved in. We feel like we've got church and God in our, in our spiritual or, or Christian uh, world and then that's separate to my career or my workplace or the marketplace, or whatever I'm involved in. But God wants you to be relying upon His strength, power, ability, wisdom, to bring solutions, to bring left field answers, to bring creativity, and to bring things that that are not natural, that would not have come just through our own due process, or due diligence, or our own creativity or our own uh, working through problem solving but then when we're asking God through his Holy Spirit to move to 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 bring answers or solutions to bring unity to bring transformation whether it be in the board meeting whether it be you know in a strategic meeting whether it be in some kind of crisis meeting whether it be at home whether it be in the family wherever it is God wants to be involved He wants to flow through you and I to bring his love, his grace, his answers to people's lives, to bring light into the darkness. Did you know that? So the book of Acts talks about being filled with the Holy Spirit. And from our understanding of the Bible, that that the evidence of being baptized in the Spirit, which is opposed to being saved and having the indwelling Spirit, is the... Ability to speak in tongues, the receiving of the baptism in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Um, so the book of Acts, all throughout the book of Acts, it talks about being filled with the Spirit. Acts 4.8, it says, Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them. Isn't it interesting? You see the, the, uh, the life of Peter and how it's, it's, um, like it's juxtaposed through the scriptures with his pre-baptism and post-baptism life. Uh, In his pre-baptism life, he had all the desire in the world to follow Jesus. I mean, he gave up his business and went into ministry and followed Jesus. And then in John 14, I think it is, 
and they're in the uh, the upper room, and Jesus is saying, you know, they're gonna, I'm going to be crucified, and and John's saying, I'm going to follow you, to, I'm going to follow you all the way, and he goes, you're going to deny me three times before this night is over, and he goes, there's no way, there's no way I'm going to. He had the desire, but he didn't have the strength, because when the pressure came on, and we all deal with pressure, when the pressure came on, he had no, inter- not enough spiritual internal fortitude to stand up and resist and act in the way that he knew he wanted to act and he and he crumbled under the pressure under the sustained pressure of potentially being beaten and losing his life and he completely denied that Jesus that he knew Jesus that he had anything to do with Jesus and to the point where he was swearing and cursing that he didn't know him and it says he went away bit he went away bitter bitter and I know I don't know about you, but all of us in different times where we've responded in ways that we know deny our faith in Christ, whether it be through lying, whether it be through deceit, whether it be through ver- verbal words or things where things that we regret, and we go, that doesn't align with who I am and my call and my desire and my heart to follow Christ with all my being. We've all been there. So we can't judge Peter but we find that in the day of, in, in, after his, Jesus' resurrection and Peter's restoration and then the book of Acts and he's baptized in the Spirit, we see a different person in the Scriptures. And the Scriptures clearly juxtapose the two Peters, the, the, the pre-baptism, the post-baptism. And then in the book of Acts, we see him standing up between where he's denying even to a, even to a slave girl, they said, who said, oh, you're one of the followers. And he was cursing and and living in fear. And afterwards, standing up boldly and declaring that Jesus Christ is Lord before 3,000 people, it says. If we want to overcome the limitations of our own humanity, whether that be fear, whether it be fear, fear, fear of circumstances, outcomes, fear of man, fear of loss, uh, fear of not getting ahead, or any of the other limitations that come through our own humanity, we need the baptism in the Holy Spirit. The the power that comes from God to stand up on the outside, to sometimes make decisions which God is calling us to do, which to our natural mind make no sense. Maybe to our own accounting mind financially, make no sense. But to have the internal fortitude when God says, Go! or give, or stand up, that we have something within us that is beyond us, that empowers us to step out and to trust God and to believe God and to do what God is asking us to do. That is the power of the Holy Spirit and every single one of us need it. Every one of us stepping out, believing God and seeing the impossible come to pass In our life, it doesn't just happen because we're good people. It happens because we're filled with a power that comes from on high, that is the Holy Spirit of God. And He desires to move in your life and my life and in this world and bring God's love, His faith and hope to people's lives. Now to Him who is able to do immeasurably more, than all we ask or imagine. He empowers us 
to forgive when we don't want to forgive. All of us have regrets, disappointments, maybe stuff that's happened to us growing up or through our upbringing or, or things that have painfully influenced our entire life and holding on to those things. And yet the Holy Spirit is telling us to let things go, to move on. And He gives us the strength to let that go. He gives us the strength to take a hold of a new reality, the vision that God has given us in our own strength. And you talk to people, non-Christians at different times, and you see them on the news sometimes, and your heart goes out to them. They've had some tragedy occur in their life, sometimes not of their own doing. Something had been thrust upon them, and you hear them say, I will never, ever forgive. I cannot ever forgive. And you think, it's going to destroy their life. But when you have the Holy Spirit, He empowers you to let go of the past and the bondage that it brings to forgive and to be loosed and take on God's dream, desire and plan for your life. The ability to do what God asks us to do in the Scriptures to forgive, to let go, to overlook offense, to love others more than yourself, to do what God asks us to do in the Bible. Have you ever seen what He asks us to do? It's outrageous. <laughs> outrageous. Give a tenth of your income. Forgive those that do. Turn the other cheek. Oh, you've got to be kidding. You can't live the Christian life by good intentions. You can only live the Christian life, if you truly have a look at what he's asking, by faith in God that comes from a relationship with Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit that enables us to do what we would be incapable of doing with our own strength, our own fortitude, our own decision-making. Impossible. But as the Scripture says, he is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask, think, or imagine according to His power. Not your power, His power. Not your ability, His ability. Not our strength, His strength. That work within us to bring about His great purpose and to glorify His Son in our lives, in our circumstances, and in our world. According to His power, that is at work. It's at work is at work within us. So, as I finish right now, and over there's lots of scriptures I've got here about the infilling of the Holy Spirit, but again, the scriptures make it clear that it was not just a one-off event. It was not a one-off event when you get saved, and some people will say, well, I did receive the Holy Spirit when I was saved. and It's true, but the Bible makes it clear there is the indwelling Spirit that we receive that guarantees our salvation, and there is the, the Spirit the, the dwelling upon, which is a spirit, a baptism in God's spirit that fills us with his ability and his strength to do what he asks us to do and requires of us and live the life that he says will lead us into his blessing and his favor and his goodness. We can't get there by our own strength. And that is the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says that uh, on a number of occasions, the the uh, the believers were baptized again in the Holy Spirit. It was not a once-off event. You might say, oh, I 
got baptized in the Holy Spirit. I spoke in tongues 20 years ago. That's great. What about today? What about yesterday? What about tomorrow? To be filled afresh with His power, His anointing, His will, His wisdom, His strength, His peace. As Tracy was talking about here, the peace of God. Well, we're not anxious and fearful about our future, about our provision, about our careers, about our finances, but we can do what God asks us to do with, with absolute peace that He will meet every need, that He'll open the doors of opportunity, that He'll make a way where there was no way, that we can bring our tithes, that we can be generous, that we can give to vision builders knowing that God will open up the doors of heaven. And pour out a blessing that you cannot contain. That comes through the Holy Spirit. He empowers us to step out and trust God. So why don't we stand here this morning. And I'd love every one of us to pray afresh. Asking God to fill us afresh. We need be filled afresh by God's Spirit. And if you're feeling like, I, I have no vision for my life, I have no vision for my future, I don't know what God's requiring of me, then ask Him for that this morning. Because you need something that is driving you on that is beyond your capability. If you're thinking, I've got a vision for my life and I've, I can see exactly how I'm going to fulfill it, that's not from God. God will fill you with a dream and a desire to do something which you are incapable of doing. Bigger than you are capable of achieving. Whether it be personally, whether it be educationally, whether it be uh, uh, career-wise, vocationally. But where we need God to move afresh in our life, to bring wholeness into our family or within our relational or or, or, uh, or extended family environments. Many of us need God to move within our families, within our relatives, to, to bring unity and to bring grace back or, or in our uh, financial world or in, our, uh, in areas of healing and, and wellness. He's able to do immeasurably more than all you ask, think or imagine. He's able to do immeasurably more than all you ask, think, or imagine. This is the God we're worshipping. This is the God we're hearing about. This is the God we follow. This is Him. This is Him. Able to do immeasurably more than all you ask, think, or imagine. No limits. No limits to what He's able to do. God, we pray. Holy Spirit, you would come afresh even this morning. You would fill us afresh, open up our eyes to see the possibilities that lay before us in every area of our lives. That is beyond the capability of the faucet, but not beyond the capability of the reservoirs of water that is behind it. 
And as I said earlier, you may have a vision or a desire or something in your heart and you think there's a limitation because you're female or because you're of a certain age or because you're of a certain ethnicity or because you have a certain background. No limits. God doesn't care about the faucet. It's not the faucet that brings that water. All is required of the faucet is that the faucet is open. Are you open this morning? Thank you, Jesus. I pray that you would move afresh in our hearts and in our lives. Fill us afresh with your Holy Spirit, God. Maybe you're here this morning, you're away from God or you've never made a full heartfelt commitment to follow Him with all your heart and all your life. I want to encourage you today to make that decision. To give God all that you have, all that you are, all you can be. The Bible says he disdains lukewarmness, half-heartedness, 50% effort. It says he desires the red hot, the all-in. Thank you, Jesus. Fill us afresh. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. I just get, can I get Shannon to come up as well? We're three minutes over time. I just want to take a couple of minutes to give the Holy Spirit an opportunity to anybody who opens up their heart afresh here today to fill you with the strength, if you need strength, with the determination, if you need determination, with the peace, if you need peace, with the ability to forgive, if you need to forgive, to let go, to move on, to fill us afresh with His Holy Spirit, to continue to move towards his great vision for our life. All things are possible to those who believe. He's able to do immeasurably more than all we ask, think, or imagine. Thank you, God. I'm just going to take a minute here. When you close your eyes, lift up your hands to God. Ask Him to fill you afresh with His fire, His spirit, His life. I don't deserve it. Still, you give yourself away. Oh, the overwhelming, never ending, reckless love of God. Come, Holy Spirit. Don't. 
this morning, every hungry heart, every thirsty person, fill us afresh, God, with your anointing, Holy Spirit, your enabling, your ability to do what you've called us to do. Father, you've placed us in places, in this world, different segments of your society to bring your strength, your peace, your life, your light. Enable us this morning. Fill us afresh, God. Open up our eyes. Unblock our ears. Loose us. Jesus' mighty name. Thank your Holy Spirit. Thank your Holy Spirit. Take the chains off our mind and our heart to fully embrace you and your call and your desire. We break the chains of fear and anxiety. We follow you with all of our heart, with all of our mind, with all of our strength. Jesus, thank your Holy Spirit. 